You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Uh, you, you're like eyebrows really high, really excited. Always it's when it music. involves music, and particularly church music. Yes. Uh, always Choral excited music. about that. It's like it's and, one of my favorite things. <laughs> it's on the list. I hadn't noticed. I don't think our <laughs> listeners had noticed yet either. Um, if you started listening yesterday. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, we're excited because we get to talk about the Contrive, Concordia Theological Seminary, Fort Wayne today. Mm-hmm. So very excited about that. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live on the common. Joining us in studio today. Kevin Hildebrand and Matt Mockmer, uh, who have been regular guests on the Coffee Hour when we get to talk about hymnody. But today we get to talk about uh, the contrary. So thank you so much for being here today, gentlemen. Yeah, absolutely. You're very welcome. Well, I, I suppose we've talked about more than just hymnody and hymns and stuff. We've talked about some of the workshops and opportunities mm-hmm. to learn at the seminary as well. But sure. excited to talk about the contrary. So mm-hmm. what is the contrary of Concordia Theological Seminary? Well, who should we start with? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll pick that up. Well, okay. The Contra, is, it's a, a men's choir that uh, serves both the seminary and, and the church at, at large. It represents the seminary um, through uh, the, the worship services that it, it sings at. We go out on the road like we are uh, this weekend, uh, uh, sort of invading the St. Louis area for <laughs> a couple days and and uh, sharing a little bit of what the seminary life is like and what these men are learning about and what they're singing about. They confess the faith in, in, in their song. Uh, it's, it's sometimes easier for us to go on the road and take the seminary to, uh, to, to people out on the road because not everyone can come and visit us. And so we uh, spend uh, a couple times a year taking these tours we also uh, have a number of recordings we've done over the decades, really. And uh, it's it's really, I, I think, that, that summary of being able to represent the seminary and uh, what we do best, best is is confess the faith in, in what we sing and uh, to to do that in a number of, of venues, either in, in our, our home, Kramer Chapel, or out on the road and or through recordings. Uh, that's that's what we're about, and and it's it's a, a teaching method of uh, of helping form these men who will be our future pastors. You mentioned uh, formation. What what role does a, a choral group like this in the experience of choir uh, tours and and taking this music into different parishes around the country? How does that uh, serve in the pastoral formation? Well, I'll I'll take this one. I think that a group like this plays a huge role in pastoral formation for a lot of these men. Um, The seminary is a wonderful place, um, and there is no substitute for being on campus, being in class, and learning. Um, But a tour is a great opportunity, and and that's something that these guys do a lot of. Um, This choir is often on the road, and it gives us a chance to interact with people all over the country, people who are in parishes all over the country, um, a lot of them have um, wonderful, wonderful um, places of worship and, and, and opportunities that way. And these guys get a chance to interact with those folks on a very down-to-earth level. Um, and in addition, it, it the, the choral program at the seminary, both the Cantorai and the wider choral program, I think does a wonderful job of forming these guys in the liturgy and worship of the church, which is a huge part of what their ministry will be. Um, so... The Cantor I specifically, I think, gets to see how that worship service takes form in these various parishes throughout the country when we're on the road. And then 
you know, after church is over, they have the opportunity oftentimes to stay overnight with members of the church and interact with them on a more personal level and get to know them and their stories. Um, all of which is excellent, excellent preparation for a pastor as he prepares to serve his people in a myriad of ways in his parish. Mm-hmm. How does that then affect uh, or or benefit, I guess is a better word, uh, a seminarian, um, <laughs> <laughs> the positive light, uh, benefit the seminarians as they go out on vicarage and then um, and then eventually graduate and are ordained and, and into the parish? How does that, that choral tradition uh, and, and being immersed in church music, um, how does that benefit down, them down the road then when they're in their pastoral vocation? Well, one of the things that we, we have a couple courses at the seminary where we teach about church music and theology, and I think one of the, the great things about the Lutheran tradition of church music is is it both has a rich tradition and an ongoing tradition of congregational singing, as well as uh, music that, that uh, needs to be uh, sung or played by musicians who rehearse in advance, namely choirs. And in this setting, they get to see this not just talked about, but in action. These men are actually doing it. They're, they're putting into practice what they're, they're hearing about, what we're, we're uh, modeling or instructing in class. And then part of the, the objective of, of the, the courses is how do we make this applicable to each particular place where I might find myself? And... Uh, I think that is part of the benefit of of uh, the the choral experience for these men of the, the contrary. They're able to now say, well, this is what I could do in my parish. Maybe not exactly the same thing, and that's one of the the reasons why there is so much variety in the choices that could be made for for Lutheran worship, uh, for the congregation, and for the choir, and for instruments that that they see modeled this variety of how, what can be done now in in my future parish. Mm. What are some of the things that, uh, as a musician, as a church musician, <laughs> that you love that you get to do uh, with the contrary? Well, I I think one of the, the the best things is this this choral group. They uh, have a a high level of commitment. For instance, they're always required to be at rehearsal. This is an audition group. Um, we have have some groups where it's we just get as many volunteers as we can, and we we love that. This. I can pretty much count on every week. I'm going to have those 14 guys here, and so it's a different way of we can we can rely on on their attendance. <laughs> and since I'm auditioning them, I know I can count on their voices, and I have the right balance, and it it helps us do a different level of of repertoire than another choir could do. It's not necessarily better or superior, but it's just different based on you know the the different forces uh, that you have. So that's one one positive thing. I think going out on the road and seeing various churches, uh, for instance, Cantor Machaber sees a, a wide variety of instruments, which um, there can be some some fun things. He could probably speak to that a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's I I love tour for that reason. Um, you know, in a typical uh, say five or six day tour. I have the opportunity to play five or six different types of organs or <laughs> even pianos and things too. Um, and the first few years that we were doing this, um, it could become a little nerve wracking because it would just be like, oh, you, we, well, you have 30 minutes and then we'll practice with the choir. And it's like, okay. 
Um, and now it's it's kind of fun. It's like a puzzle. It's like a game, you know, trying to figure out the best things for this instrument and how, how we can make it sound the best for the service uh, later in the day. Um, but it's it's a lot of fun to do that personally. And then I think it's a privilege to be traveling around with this group, with these men who are preparing to serve the church in this way. Um, but also, I think a big part of that is, again, like uh, Cantor Hildebrand was saying, giving them the opportunity to see a variety of situations. Um, and it's, you know, I have played some very, very large, grandiose type organs. I've played some very small, lovely instruments also. And um, even, even with that aspect of being on tour um, there's a lot to see and a lot to demonstrate and you can do a lot and you don't have to have a three million dollar organ sitting in your balcony to do it you know and i think it's good for those guys to see that too and and to share that with the people in the various churches that we visit yeah and we we talked about uh the the benefits of the contract to the the men who are in the contract what is the the flip side of that the the benefits um uh, of the contract to the rest of the church body as they go out what is that mm. uh, how does the contract serve uh the church at large as they go out on tour and, and produce these recordings and those things well i <clears throat> i always pray that the the words that we sing and the melodies that we sing would be a blessing to those who hear it and that is that's part and parcel of of uh, the music of the, the the church that it is it is comforting because of the, the 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 gospel that we are singing it is comforting because of the message of of hope and reconciliation that we have in Christ new life in our baptism uh, and all those all those aspects that that the music and the hymnody of the church gets to sing about and confess, that's always my prayer, that this would be a, a, a comfort and a reassurance and a, a, a strong confession of what it means to be part of God's family for everyone who hears us. And whether that's here on, on tours when they, they come to hear us live or in recordings, uh, or on nice radio stations like this too, <laughs> so that's that's my my prayer for for those who mm -hmm. hear us. Every weekday morning at seven fifteen, it's true. You hear the creed from mm -hmm. Cantorai at uh, the mm -hmm. beginning of Orazio. Yeah. Uh, one of the the unique things about a, a choir like this or an ensemble like this is that it's not the same group forever. Mm -hmm. So the 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 voices that make up the country, we, we have wonderful recordings that, that are a part of our library here, but those those recordings are different groups that happen. It's it's still the, the, the country, but tell talk a little bit about the, the uniqueness of an ever changing uh, ensemble like that. Yeah, that's I think anyone in a in And we an have academic... just about a minute, sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um that's it, it's it's a challenge, but I think as as a conductor, you know the sound that you want, and then you have to communicate to the singers uh, how to you know shape the sound, how, what to do with the what to do with the vowels, what to do with the, the phrasing, so that you have some kind of uniformity. You're after you're, you're you're finding that sound that you want, and you're helping to mold and create that. And that's part of, I think, the audition process is you're listening for what kind of blend are we going to have and are the, the, the singers um, open 
to 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 receiving that kind of an instruction and and uh, adapting and uh, so 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 that we we put the, our stamp of what kind of sound that 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 you want is is the Cantermachmer. That's sort of a philosophy that that <laughs> yeah you, I would I would together say, I would say so and I I think now I I don't conduct the canter I I, I come as as the accompanist but I do conduct several other choirs on campus and I have a pretty similar. Um, philosophy there. And I, I also think it's important too. Um, every year, like you had said, Andy, every year the membership of our congregation changes at the seminary, if you view it maybe that way. Mm -hmm. And so you're always working with different voices. Um, and a lot of these men and deaconess students too, women, come from all over the place and have done all sorts of different things. Um, and they have, you know, everyone vocally is kind of unique in that way too. So you're you're trying to mold the sound, you're trying to create a sound that's pleasing, and you do, I think every good musician has an idea in their minds of what that would be. But I think it's also, you also look at what you have and you think to yourself, what is the best sound for these guys? You know, is this, mm -hmm. a, is this a really deep, rich choir? Is this a brighter sounding choir this year? And, and it doesn't mean that you give into everything that they do without ever directing them. But you also look at the individual voices and you work within those parameters to get the best sound out of those guys that you can. The only place you get the inside scoop in the Cantorai, the coffee hour on KFUO. Thank you so much, <laughs> Cantors, for being our guests here on the coffee hour this morning. Uh, Cantor Kevin Hildebrand, Cantor Matt Malcomer, thank you so much for being our guests on the coffee hour. Thanks for having us. Yeah, great to be here. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. <laughs> The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.